0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, everybody loves the law. What most people hate is the gospel. And you wouldn't really think it'd be that way, at least on the surface. The idea that the whole world loves rules, and most people, even sadly, a lot of people who call themselves Christian hate the gospel, you know, the free gift. Forgiveness, the life, the salvation. But it boils down to control. The law lets us exert control. Follow these rules. Get these results. And so I know, even though I hate running, how far I have to go to keep my cholesterol in check. You know what you need to do to get an A on a task. You know what is required of you to make your parents not yell. We figure if we can just understand and follow the law, we can finally have control over our lives. And so we debate it. We do. Which is the great commandment in the law? And it takes shape of self-help books that argue over the best techniques to get into the college that you want. Self-help books that tell you how to fix or salvage your relationships and your friendships and even tell you how to get ahead in life. It takes the form of seminars and counselors and even religious leaders, all peddling some kind of pro tip to get your life in order. Because we all want control. Because if I was in control, I'm pretty sure nothing bad would happen. If it did, I could fix it. If you walk down the religion aisle at most bookstores, that's what it looks like. Don't buy Christian books at Barnes & Noble. They're not actually Christian. They're just not. They are the same self-help books in the rest of the bookstore with a little, little tiny bit of religion, sort of, maybe, sprinkled on top in the name of dropping Jesus here. They always claim to lay out Jesus' super-successful secrets to happiness and weight loss, no joke, and contentment and finance. But there's one thing that's missing in all of it. You know, the cross. You know, the gospel. Just follow this law and reap the rewards. Those are not Christian books any more than the Pharisees fully understood Christianity by asking Jesus about the law. Because if you opened the Bible and saw what Christ said about the law, you'd see all those self-help books for exactly what they are. They are just another six-figure car for somebody to drive at the expense of desperate people looking for an out. They are just another attempt to make a quick buck. And you can know it, because if the self-help book ever actually finally worked, they could stop writing more. And everybody would just read the one that actually worked. But that there needs to be a new one by the same author every year tells you what his or her real goal is. Teacher, what's the great commandment in the law? And Jesus told him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love the neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all of the law and the prophets. The whole law boils down to one little word. Just love. That's it. Love. Love God, love neighbor. And it seems so simple, but in a one-syllable word, Jesus shatters every bit of expectation I have ever put in the law, every bit of false hope I have ever put within actually finding a path forward by the law. That little word, love, shows how futile it is to try and control everything by the law because love is not about control. It's just not. Control is not content with something, and so it must shape it into a new image. You know what we thought it should have been all along. Love. Love doesn't say you need to be different. Love says I will sacrifice for you the way that you are. Love is why we fail at the law, because We don't seek love. We seek control. We seek to be in charge. We seek to be God. And we're not content to trust the God who is. We're pretty sure he messed up. We're pretty sure we'd do it better if only we had enough control. And in our desperate attempts to control everything and everyone around us by following rules, we come to a very clear realization. No matter how hard we try, we can't control everything. And if we can't control it, how are we supposed to love it? How are we supposed to love God when natural disasters tear apart homes and families? How are we supposed to love God in the face of sickness and tragedy? How are we supposed to love each other? How are we supposed to love parents who make mistakes, husbands and wives who mess up? How are we supposed to love our family when they fall short of everything that we would make them if we could control them? How do we even love ourselves when we can't control our own actions and our thoughts? Because I can't love the real me if I can't control me. All I have is the version that I wish that I was, the image that I try to present to the world and control what people see, even as it slips through my fingers. And this can't just be a surrender yourself, uh, let go and let God trope, uh, be a leaf on the wind mantra. It all sounds great, but it never actually ends well. Because here's the thing, you can never relinquish control in the midst of that kind of chaos. There is no secret to finally meaning it when you say, I'm just going to let go and let God, because you are still putting it all on yourself. You are still trying to exert control, even in surrender. If it is yours to let go and let God, who's in control even then? Oops! using the law to find salvation only yields futility and death. And so Christ, who loves even these Pharisees, who just can't get it, he asks them a question in return. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? He is David's son, yet David's Lord. He is equal to the Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And he is the offspring of David. It's almost as if God himself took flesh and was born. That David could call him both son and Lord. It's almost like Christmas. And this little question slices the Pharisees into pieces. But actually answers the one question they asked him. What does the law look like when it's fulfilled? Well, it looks like Jesus. Jesus. The law looks like Jesus for you. It's not a pledge that you have to make to surrender yourself to him. It is him coming to save you before you could ever even think to do it. It is God Almighty come down from heaven and made flesh to save sinners. It is him fulfilling the law in all of its perfection. Not simply to control you, but to love you to sacrifice for you, to bleed and to die for you, so that every last time that you have failed to control your lives and the things around you, so that every last time that you haven't even tried, your sins would be forgiven you. Love doesn't manifest itself in control, but in service. Look right there. That is love. Jesus died for us sinners, so that we could be more than the things that we can control in this world. Love does not come to be served, but to serve To be all that we need and accomplish all we could never do on our own. Love, in short, is the gospel. The cross for us. So whatever I want to think about control, God has it. And he'll use it for our good. Even our enemies have already been made footstools by the cross. God's got this. And all the things I want to reshape making myself a false god and all the times i love the law and kind of hate the gospel the gospel still forgives me the gospel still forgives you because your god loves you so much that he would bleed and die just to save you just to keep you his own just to serve you that love has been made manifest here That love has taken on form and function and shape and taste here. Everybody loves the law. The pews are always fuller when we just give people things to complain about and then things to do. But here we preach the gospel. We administer the sacraments. We pile in the sinners and we say, I got no idea what comes next. But I know God does. And even if you don't like it, He'll be along the way with you every step, and he forgives you every sin, and he saves you even now. Here, the gospel thrives. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds into life everlasting. Amen.